0: So much- You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on.
1: Hello, and welcome to You Beauty, Mamma Mia's daily podcast for your face. I'm Kelly McCarran, and it's Thursday, which means I spotlight a particular topic in beauty land. Today, I'm going to do another beauty brand history lesson. And I thought that Glossier would be a super interesting one to deep dive on. We can't even get the bloody brand here in Australia unless you do like that mail thingy or get a US pal to send it to us. But a lot of us CBF doing that. But it is still a brand that every beauty lover has heard of and frothed over at some point. So I just thought, let's do Glossier. What a good one. A few years ago when I was in New York for work, I literally blocked out some time in my calendar to visit one of their fancy flagship stores. And my boss was like, what is this? And I said, oh, do you want to come with me? She doesn't care about beauty. So she was like, no, you weirdo. But I like literally was like, no, I need to go visit one of their flagship stores because I was so intrigued. And I, of course, wanted to get my mitts on some products so I could report back to the UBs. I thought, what a great spendy-savy recommendation, even though like upon reflection, it's actually a terrible, terrible spendy or savvy because it's quite hard to get your hands on. But I bought a bunch of products and while all good – I wouldn't say that any of them really blew me away. So that's one of the first things that I think is really interesting about Glossier. I don't think it's famous for their product development. I think that they're famous because of very clever marketing teams that make the whole Glossier experience one that people want to be part of. I'm going to like paint you a picture of what going into a store is actually like because it's honestly, I can't think of an Australian equivalent like It's just amazing. Well, actually, no, there are lots of Australian equivalents, but not that are like this popular and kind of like culty with, you know, youths lining up outside when there's a new drop going, "Ah, I need to get my hands on it. Actually, probably Apple. The stores kind of look like a pink, really pretty science lab, and there are Instagrammable moments everywhere. So think these giant pretty bottles, epic floral displays, and real flowers, I will have you know. Minimalistic, light filled spaces. Like, I mean, the rent must be huge. There's such big spaces with hardly any product out. It's wild. The stores are absolutely gorgeous. And there are a bunch of friendly staff wandering around, and they've kind of got like these really chic lab coats on, and they just walk around with their iPads ready to pop down your order and help you with any queries because that's another wild thing about Glossier. There's no actual stock out. So you can't just grab your shade and run. It's kind of like this incredibly luxe store, but without the ridiculous price tags. So they've obviously got all of the testers out so you can actually see what they have. But You know if you go into like a drugstore and the test is everything's just quite messy and I don't know, it just doesn't look like that. It looks really luxe but of course you still touch everything and can have a little look but then you let the staff know what you actually want and they like just click things on their little iPads. I don't even know how they track who you are and oh my God, it's kind of like Squid Game, like everyone's just watching you as you walk around the store and tracking what you want because then on the way out there's kind of like this little – canteen except it's not a canteen because it's like super chic like a little hole in the wall thingy where some of the staff are and you just pay and then you've already packaged up your order and it's in like this really chic sciencey looking bag that you feel really proud like walking down the street swinging the whole experience is just clearly very memorable And there was just so many gals and guys, mostly gals, getting selfies and branded pics in the store when I was in there. I mean, given my history with marketing, which is why I find this brand so intriguing, I just think, oh my goodness, other companies could only dream of all of this free advertising. You have to pay people so much for that stuff. And then there's all of these girls just like posting on their Instagram, just at Glossier, picking up some things. It's so great. Glossier. Glossier products. Makeup from Glossier. And now let's get on to the actual history lesson, shall we? Because I'm not just going to like talk to you about walking through New York City and checking out stores, although... I often do that when I do go to New York. The Glossier founder and CEO is called Emily Weiss, And Glossier isn't her first venture you would have heard of. Nope. Just to make the rest of us feel even lazier, Emily, or M as I'm going to refer to her in this episode as if we're friends, as if we're pals, is the last behind the OG, one of the OGs anyway, and one of the most famous beauty blogs in the world, Into the Gloss. Into the Gloss is a blog featuring predominantly interviews with women and it was launched by Emily in September 2010 because apparently her job at Vogue wasn't keeping her busy enough and clearly I'm being sarcastic and snarky because super successful people make me feel inferior AF. So as you do, she worked on Into the Gloss in the mornings between the hours of 4am and 8am. Okay. All right. (laughs) Before heading into the Condé Nast offices to hide from Anna Wintour, and I've absolutely just made that up, but it works for the story, I think. So one of the most popular series on the blog is Top Shelf, which I'm sure all of my UBs, all of our beauty lovers would have probably seen, at least on Instagram, where really interesting humans are interviewed in their bathrooms and then photos of their beauty hashtag shelfies are featured. So she was one of the OGs with the shelfies. In 2012, the site had more than 200,000 unique visitors per month. And then by May 2016, the site garnered 1.3 million visitors per month, which, whoa. But old M, no, 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 she wasn't ready to quit her day job just yet. It took her to reach 10 million page views per month and acquire corporate partnerships for the site for her to quit her job at Vogue and focus on her business ventures full-time. And meanwhile, I'm over here. I quit my corporate job because I was stressed about spreadsheets and had no real promise of an income at all. So don't do as I do, kids. Do as Em does. One of M's ideas for expansion, so obviously she's a very clever lass, included a potential Into the Gloss curated e-commerce platform. So she raised $2 million in seed funding. I don't know what seed funding is. I'm not very financial, clearly, and used this initial investment to hire a small team and launch Glossier.com. In October 2014, M introduced Glossier's first four products, an all-purpose balm, a facial mist, a sheer skin tint, and a moisturizer. And announced the launch of glossier.com. So you can just imagine, I mean, there's 10 million dedicated people or page views per month. So that is a lot of people that are already like huge fans of Into the Gloss. You've already got like that dedicated customer base. So no wonder it just went and made a lot of money. Now, as I mentioned at the start of the episode, like I wouldn't say that any of the products are like the best in their field. Like nothing has ever made me go, oh my goodness. Like Boy Brow, which is one of their most famous cult products, it's excellent. But is it the best brow gel in the world? No. Although I don't even think – I've never tried the best brow gel in the world. A lot of them are just excellent and this is one of them. But I did think that I would ask some of the Mamma Mia team if they have a fave product, what impressed them most, how they initially got their mitts on it, if they, you know, just waited till they got to the US. Because obviously, if you're sort of working in media or beauty, you're kind of like, oh, I really want to try it. So I wonder if any of them actually did like that mail delivery thing so that they could get their little beauty loving mitts on the
0: products. I first went to Glossier in 2019 when I visited Los Angeles, and I always thought, oh, this brand is targeted to those that already have beautiful, dewy, glowy skin, and that's not what I have. But I will say I did really enjoy the products. The one product that I liked the most was their stretch concealer. It's really good at hiding dark spots and covering up pimples, but... I won't say it's anything more special than what we can already get here in Australia or order online but when I was in the shop I felt like I needed to buy more because there were cool people serving me in pink boiler suits and I ordered my products through an iPad so it's definitely hyped up for what it is so back in i think it was 2018
1: one of my best friends went to new york and she was super super excited to go to glossier and line up at their beautiful pink shop and she messaged me and said do you want anything and i went oh, i'd love to try the jelly cleanser because that's meant to be like at the time at least that was like one of their hero products so she bought it back and i love the smell of it i love the packaging of it i thought it was so so cute And then I used it over weeks. I gave it a real hot go. So I think I used it for about three months and it ended up just
0: breaking me out. Since then, I have avoided jelly cleansers altogether and I sadly ended up just giving the product to my sister. I managed to get some Glossier when I was in London. There was a pop-up store and I thought it was a really good opportunity to check it out. The store looked awesome and my sister said she'd buy me a bunch of stuff for my birthday while we were over there. So I got the Boy Brow, which I think was my favourite. It's just a really nice gel for your eyebrows and it's tinted in a really nice colour. I also got... Some eyeliner, which was pretty standard. It was really nice. Some uh, moisturiser that also doubled as a primer, which also feels really nice. But definitely my favourite was Boy Brow.
1: Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. It's 2021 where the devil is the time gone, and the brand has gone from strength to strength. Glossier is a back-to-basics, digitally-native beauty brand that has built the cult following it has today, particularly amongst the younger social media-crazed lot, which, once again, as I mentioned, is wildly good for all of the free advertising. They've got about 40 SKUs primarily focused on skincare with some color cosmetics and fragrance rounding out the line. Glossier celebrates its customers' natural beauty, so not the artificial painted on kind. Its tagline is beauty products inspired by real life, which many, many gals absolutely love because most of us don't have time to do like a full beat every single day or even a few days a week. This is me getting my like marketing nerding hat on I just find this so wildly interesting and Forbes has done this really great analysis on why Glossier is so successful. So we'll make sure we link the article in the show notes and it basically comes down to five C's. So consumers, content, conversations, co-creation and community. So these are the reasons how Glossier has just blown up, how it has become this cult brand that people, even in Australia where we can't get the products, needs the products. So let's go through the five C's. Customers first. Glossier is powered by fierce and loyal dedication to its customers, their needs and wants. And that comes back to like over a decade of connecting with them through the blog into the gloss. It all starts with those direct and intimate customer relationships. And what separates Glossier from other traditional beauty brands is that they are not in any way confused about who their customer is. Next is one of my favorite topics. I could talk about this all day. Don't worry, I won't, because that would be probably wildly boring to a lot of you. It's engaging content. It was the content first that always made Glossier what it is today. They credit content as their main driver of growth. And I absolutely love that because I work in content. So I'm like, yes, Let it preach from the sky that content works if you do it right. So Glossier continues to share content on the Into the Gloss blog and they have these huge audiences on all of their social media platforms because they consistently provide people with good content that gals and guys actually want. So the Glossier produced content combines editorial how-tos with product as hero posts. They answer specific beauty issues. I'm sure they don't do it as well as we do at beauty, but there's room for all of us. And there's ample user-generated content that validates and authenticates the company's products and posts. This content then generates conversations, which moves on to the third C. True to its blog and social media roots, which content roots, Glossier makes the most of its two-way communication with its readers and followers. So what people say about or to... It's more important than what Glossier says to them. So this is where word of mouth actually comes in to play, like how important it is for me then posting about being at the store, talking about the products. Like it's not that people are being served ads. It's all just like conversations amongst the community of beauty lovers who are frothing over this cult-like brand, beauty brand. And then they use the conversations and the content to enable co-creating new products because they're actually listening to what people want, what their customers want. They care about their customers. A lot of brands say that they care about their customers, but they don't because then they create products that are just like weird. And who asked for that? Absolutely no one. Unlike traditional beauty brands where products are developed first, after which the brands must figure out how to sell them, they're like, oh no, okay, so how the devil do we sell this that absolutely no one asked for? Glossier puts the specific customer product need out front, thus simplifying the sales and marketing process – which is why, say, when they're doing like a big drop, they're one of those stores that you'll see they just sell out of things in like the matter of minutes. They don't even need to do any work because they're like, well, we already know that everyone's going to froth on this and love it and purchase it. So they've just made it so much easier for themselves. And then the fifth C is community. So because Glossier has a relentless focus on the customers delivering content that connects and generates two-way conversations, to then create the co-created products, Glossier has built a true community among and between Glossier users that is just the envy of many beauty brands around the world. And I just think that they've done a fantastic job. And this all comes down to our friend, Emily, old mate M who was just not busy enough and just decided to dip her hand in all of these different pies. And thank goodness she did, because now we've got this fantastic blog and this fantastic brand. It's just amazing. And it can give us so many lessons about marketing. And I just absolutely love it. Anyway, I want to hear from you. What are your thoughts on Glossier? Have you tried it? Do you agree with me? Like, I mean, as I said, none of the products were like, oh my God, the best in their field. But hello, if I go back to America, am I going back into the stores and purchasing a lot of things? Yes. Yes, I absolutely am. And then I'll walk back down that street with my glossier bag, proudly swinging it around. That's basically just a true UV. We just love the branding as well. Makes me very happy. Anyway, so let me know what the products are that you've tried, anything that you've loved, anything that you haven't loved. I hope that you've enjoyed your history lesson. It was like a beauty marketing history lesson today. If you have a suggestion for what you'd like an episode on or what brand you'd like a Kelly history lesson on, send us an email or voice memo to youbeautyatmamamia.com.au. I'll be back in your ears tomorrow with Miss Lee for Friday recommendations. Can't wait to hear what she's got in store for me tomorrow. My bank can, though. And if you don't want to miss a single episode of You Beauty Daily, make sure you're following us wherever you get your podcasts. Have a wonderful, tremendous day.